another episode of Pillow Talk with Candy and Kev. Today has today has been a day. I have to tell you, true confessions, Kev. And I guess we can talk about this a, a little more in depth a little later. Let me say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hello. No, this I is Kevin need speaking. To, How are you? No, I need to true confessions, babe. Yes. About. About 4.45 this morning, I woke up and was like, any other time, he is up trying to dry hump me. And I was waiting for you to wake up. Well, see, And I, then you didn't wake up until like 5.45. The clock goes off at 6 o'clock in the morning. And at 5.45, I kind of like got fed up and I scooted over towards you so you would know. Well, see, I've been actually holding out because we are going to be celebrating our anniversary this weekend. Oh. So, you know, I felt like we should build up to a, a great night of ecstasy. So I've, I've actually um, kind of turned off that adrenaline right now. Oh, well, but this morning around 4.30, You took it. That's what you did. I was you like, took it. I just woke up like, I don't know. I woke up like clear up. It was like, wait a second. Need some of my man's dingling. Well, is that what you said? <laughs> That's what I said. Well, I was like, geez. something is missing. Well, uh-huh. And then I, but I let you. I waited for a whole hour. I was counting sheep. Let me explain something to you. You do not have to wait. <laughs> okay. All you have to do is tap me, <laughs> and I'm ready to go. I mean, but you were in such a good sleep, and then I like kind of like stared at you. I was like, maybe if I stare at him, he'll feel me staring at him. <laughs> no, I did not feel that. And then finally at like 5.45, I was like, forget it. And I did the little booty scoop back. Hey, that's what they call it. But listen, baby, we have a guest today. I'm excited about this. So we have my friend, Nell E. Mack. She is hailing from, she's kind of like hailing from two states. She's um, in North Carolina and in Georgia, but she is a sex coach a speaker and an entrepreneur. She has a heart for women and early on she recognized her gift for relating to and connecting intimately with other women, 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 I'm sorry, from all walks of life. And she is the author of God said let there be sex and it was good. Amen to that. Listen, we're excited to have you on. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, Nell. Thank you, thank you. She had me as sex coach. Yes, yes, listen. And, and anytime you get the, the you, you're you helping the women get excited about it. Listen, all the fellas need to go out and buy this book. But listen, I'm going to let the ladies talk for a little bit. And I just chime in every now and then with a hallelujah and a thank you, Jesus, every now and then. So I'm going to let the ladies talk with that. So you are the author of God Said Let There Be Sex and It Was Good, Embracing the Power of Your Sexuality for African-American women of faith. Now, I have to ask you, the first thing that jumped out to me when I first got to your book was, why did you um, feel like you needed to say, you know, embracing the power of your sexuality for African-American women? So why did you feel like it was important to put that in there? Well, Candy, I found that, you know, I was a uh, home consultant for Better Accessory uh, with a prominent company, and I found myself, when I addressed my sisters, my African-American sisters, about sex and sexuality or having a party with the bedroom accessories, um, they seemed to be offended, and um, particularly the women of faith. 
that I would uh, speak to. And I noticed that my Caucasian sisters, they were having their booths set up at the church fair, at the church picnic, and things of that nature, and I wasn't able to do that. And I said, wait, there's a disconnect here. There's a disconnect. You know, sometimes in the African-American community, there's um, sex is is taboo in the churches. We don't talk about it like we should. Well, guess what? We are about to break that taboo today. We are talking about how good sex can be. And yes, you can still love Jesus, but get that sex too. No, it's something that Amen, you said. amen. It, it's something that you said that is really, it really, it really resonates with us. A lot of times, like you said, people of faith don't want to talk about sexual relationships, but we right. have a bunch of children in, 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 Christian Christian or whatever you want to call it and and I just believe and or we have the highest divorce rate so I believe books like yourself and talking about this are actually help people um, stay in a committed relationship so again I'm gonna shut up and let the ladies talk so let's just jump right into it because we don't have any time to waste I have to tell you Melly Matt that and I feel like I just need to put some respect on your name and give you the whole Melly Matt (laughs) I have to say that I have there's only a couple of books that I can say that my husband has read cover to cover in one sitting, and your book was one of them. And the other one was Zane, oh. so you're right up there with Zane, girl, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, thank you. That is such an honor. <laughs> so let's jump right into this book. And God said, let, said, let there be sex, and it was good. The first chapter, I, I have to tell you, you had me at the chapters, okay, the chapter names. True right. Confessions, I started reading your book, and I had to, one paragraph, I had to screenshot and send to my girls. I was like, yo, this, this is what I'm talking about. The first chapter is called The Gift. Now, you know, we eventually want people to go out and buy the book, but speak a little bit about The Gift. What is The Gift? Well, The Gift is the gift that God gave us, which is sexuality or sex. You know, we're not to, you know, be little ourselves or play small in that. And because it is a gift, we are to treat it as such. And when you don't, it's like you, what do you think about the giver, you know, if you don't appreciate the gift? And because it's his gift, we should be celebrating. We should revel in it. So, you know, the amazing thing I thought about as I was reading your book, the gift that God has given the woman that mm-hmm. is the vagina that is her sexuality. The vagina and her sexuality has both birthed nations and kingdoms and have also caused kingdoms to fall. Now, that is some kind of gift. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) So we are to be responsible stewards of the gift. Right. However, yeah, responsible stewards of the gift. However, we are to to enjoy it and celebrate it and embrace it. Right. Embrace all that is. Now, the chapter two talks about let's get started. What, and then it goes on, the subchapters are foreplay, set the stage, and the five senses. So let's just jump right on to the five senses. And let's oh, we're going get to the started. five senses first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell us about them. All right. All right, so the five senses. Of course, a lot of times we get the word sensuality and sexuality interchanged, okay? 
where your sensuality is when you're using your five senses to see the world or, or view the world, embrace the world in multicolor or technicolor is what I call it. So it's, it's different than your sexuality, however they go hand in hand. So when you use your senses, for instance, um, touch, the sense of touch, that is one of the most bonding senses that there is, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, kissing, um, touching tends to put out hormones that are going to bond you to your significant other. It doesn't necessarily have to be that you're having intercourse, but just that you are being able to touch each other's body and things of that nature. And it releases natural feel-good chemicals. Yeah, my husband is big on kissing. He likes that kissing. It's, it's, it's amazing because this this was a book that spoke to women, but as I, I begin to read it, um, I find that a lot of men um, don't understand the power of foreplay. Um, a lot of times, and, I, and I, I've learned this as I've gotten older, but foreplay, mm-hmm. it makes the um, the intimacy, it makes the sexual relationship that much better when you, when you, and again, um, I've learned over the years that foreplay starts early part of the day with just little subtle things um, and and builds up to um, your sexual encounter later. But it's something about when there's no foreplay, it's just, you know, uh, it's okay. It's just regular casual sex. But when you have a constant day of foreplay um, Mm -hmm. and foreplay leading up to, and and I I, I tend to, myself, my own appetite tend to like a lot of foreplay before the actual sexual encounter because I believe that that, that that helps Builds your um to tight to I can't even get it out because I'm getting excited to think about it. Um, but it, it builds up that the testosterone, whatever it's called. You you forgive you just me. This get is excited, just me. Baby. Yes. Um, and and it just it leads to uh dynamic relations. So um, I'm glad that was in there for women to see. But I believe that men can read this. I know it was geared towards women, but I believe men can read this and learn also. I, I tell you, I was. I was mightily impressed. <laughs> so we have to jump right on to chapter three because chapter three, I think, out of your entire book, I went there first. Chapter- <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I went straight there first. I read through that. I was, whoop, let me jump over the head first. So let me okay. let us let the listeners know what chapter three is about. Chapter three, I have to say, has been most of the, I think, the biggest taboo topic in the religious world, not just Christian, you know, but just in the religious world as a whole. But I believe that in some spiritual sects, they understand the power of chapter three. So what is chapter three? Chapter chapter three talks about solo touch. Nellie Mack, speak on solo. Listen, self, um, chapter three is about solo touch self-exploration, self-pleasuring, and then it goes on to let him watch, and then it goes on to mutual self-pleasuring. Girl, I'm going to just shut up and let you talk about this chapter. I need to know the inspiration. I need to know Mel, before you go any further, I got to clear something up for the people that might get the book and say, Kevin just loves touching himself. That's not what I meant. I meant the next chapter, first, we'll the first verse. We'll get back to that. So I just wanted to clear but that the up. the solo touch, because as you know, Melly Mac, many of uh-huh. us have been taught that the solo touch is, is, is not good, is not healthy. But you dedicate a chapter to it and three sub um, parts 
self-exploration, self-pleasuring, let him watch, which I have to be honest, that's the first little part I read. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and um, mutual self-pleasuring. Go ahead. Okay. So, as you stated, that was probably, well, was one of the biggest taboos in our culture, and that is self, self-pleasuring. Um, we've been made to feel that it's dirty. Um, good girls don't do that. Um, it's a sin. Um, and usually what they're referring to is Genesis and the sin of Onan, where, you know, the seed spills on the ground and things of that nature. So with that, you know, we, our church uses the sin of Onan as, um, you know, the verses that they used to say that, okay, here we go, this is, this is a sin. But self-pleasuring, I don't agree um, I don't think that God has a problem or an issue speaking to what sin is directly. So he doesn't need people to interpret for him, if that makes sense. Right. Um, he does specifically call out some some sexual acts that are sin, that, okay, black and white, this is sin. Um, and self-pleasuring is not one of them. Um, so I guess I, go ahead. So I. So let me just, I'll put, you know, from what I have heard, what I had uh-huh. heard on the street was. On the street, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> through the act of self-pleasuring, you find what your spot is so that you can kind of direct him right to your spot. Right, you can. And, and that's, what I, that's what I love about it. You have to get to know your body. I mean, how can you tell your significant other what it is you like, what it is you want, if you don't know what it is you like and what it is you want, right? So yeah, you explore, yeah, yeah. right? So yeah, so you're exploring your body, um, and when I do this or when we do this, um, I think that we should make it a date. You know, make it something really special where you're you have the candles lit, the background music, and really get to know your body and who you are. And that way you can guide and direct your partner. Now, I have to tell you, though, I I do have, hmm, help me, because you're the sex coach. I do have a little bit of stage fright. So how do you help somebody who experiences a little stage fright? Because in Chapter 3, in the second part, you talk about let him watch. So I went right to that because, you know, that's an area of struggle. I have a little stage fright. I can imagine because that's very, it makes you very vulnerable um, in order to allow your partner to watch. So what you can do, uh, if it's in the, first of all, you have to be comfortable first doing it by yourself. And if you're okay with that, um, you can let them watch, maybe, you know, dim the light so that you're not so exposed, if you will, uh, dim the light just a little bit and, um, you know, just kind of, maybe close your eyes or keep your eyes on maybe his mouth and his reactions and things that he's, you know, how he's reacting to you as you do it rather than looking him directly in the eyes. Because really, when you look directly in the eyes, it is very vulnerable um, to do that. So, I mean, stage fright, I would say, yeah, just kind of maybe give the light some, communicate, talk to him, maybe avoid direct eye contact. Um, yeah, and just just make it special. 
So but, why do you think it is that men don't experience that stage fright? Because, I mean, I feel like my husband can do this whole solo touch. She just made me sound like, <laughs> what's that guy, Harvey Weinstein or something? Like, I just, she can be no, cooking dinner, and I'm just like, hey, baby, uh, listen, oh. I'm going to go ahead and finish this off. And but no, I feel like. Men don't struggle as much as women struggle with this sup, um, this solo touch thing. Do you find that in your, you know, in your coaching that that's true? Yes, I do. I find that's true, but it's 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 deeper than just the physical act of doing it. There there are mindsets that have been in place, you know, for years that cause you to feel self conscious about yourself. And but it's a lot to do with uh, body image. Mm-hmm. self-esteem, um, confidence, all of that plays into the stage fright. It's just not about, oh, he's watching me, you know, self-pleasure. There's, there are deeper areas there. So then this For whole us. concept of, now I have to be honest with you, I had mm-hmm. heard on the street. Right. <laughs> you know, back there on that street. She sounded like she homeless. She heard everything on the street. That this right. mutual, yeah, on the right? I had heard on the street the mutual self-pleasuring, you know, because I had this friend who told me about her how her husband was like, let's self-pleasure, but like watch each other self-pleasure, mm-hmm. and that I had heard on the street that that kind of like blew her mind. So that doesn't, you know, from what my friend told me, that was like blew her mind like what not only do you want me to self-pleasure but you want me to watch you self-pleasure too so that's not like a foreign concept huh it is not a foreign concept it's not a foreign concept because <laughs> what I, I had heard on the street was she was just like wait what just happened <laughs> but see this is the thing though I, I think you have to take baby steps you know what i'm saying if you're not very just baby steps okay so we're, we're self-pleasuring oh Okay, I'm good with that. All right, so maybe if I can just let him watch, okay, get to the point where, okay, oh, oh, this is good. I'm good with that. Then we take it to the next level because the mutual, yeah, that's mind-blowing. Yes. Definitely mind-blowing, yeah. Well, <laughs> what I had heard. Yeah, from what you heard, yeah, <laughs> it's, it is mind-blowing. So, um, and it's probably the most intense of them, you know, uh, you know the levels of self-pleasuring. So but it's bonding. I tell you what, it's very, you will be bonded um, a lot closer. It's like a new level of intimacy for both of you. Mm. I, I wonder if people are going to be listening to this podcast and just, you know, hopefully they'll <laughs> get the Self-pleasure while they listening. <laughs> <laughs> like, so they just want to touch themselves. My husband's favorite chapter, chapter four. You chapter want four? me to do what? So... <laughs> It's the subchapters are oral pleasure, vibrators, bullets, sing and C rings. Oh my! And then it's lights, camera, action. Go ahead, lady. This is you. Go ahead. Okay. So oral pleasure is another taboo issue for yes. us. Not so much anymore, um, but it's still it's a still a little sticky situation for us. Um, but you'll notice I do reference the song of Solomon there. Um, where they blatantly, I say, you know, they kind of, but they blatantly talk about fellatio and kind of mean giving each other oral pleasure. And, you know, Solomon is like, hey, we need to eat from each other's bodies daily. <laughs> and actually, I'm just, I'm just, ter- I'm just paraphrasing. Um, not daily, but he actually, <laughs> he does say, you know, we should eat from each other's body, you know, um, 
frequently and freely. So it's not something, and I tell you what, as far as the kind of lingus is concerned, most men don't have an issue with that. Right. You know, uh, it tends to be the other way around. It tends to be with, you know, ladies with fellatio. They're like, mm, so that's nasty. So why do you think uh-huh. that is, though, Melly Mac? Why do you think that um, it's hard for some women to be the giver? Um, I think that, again, we're talking about mindset uh, that's been in place for, you know, for most of their lives. We're talking, some people, are, it's about, oh, that's nasty. They just can't, think, you know, fathom putting their mouth on their man's penis. Um, but for most of it, I think it's more of a, a mindset, you know, where we've been taught, oh, that's, you know, other types of girls do that, not good girls. You know what I'm saying? Um, when nothing could be further from the truth and nothing could bring you and your man more pleasure than all pleasure. Now, why do you think there might be an issue? And I'm speaking from, so Kevin, feel free to jump in, but from a female's perspective, there mm-hmm. have been some women who find it hard to receive oral pleasure too. So why do you think that is? You know what? It's again mindset. And this goes to receiving, period. We as women, when you're, you have, I'm not gonna even going to say low self-esteem, but we have a problem being receivers. We're, we're givers by nature. We're givers by nature, um, but we find issues a lot of times with receiving in life. I say, oh, you know what, Candy Girl, your hair is beautiful, girl. <laughs> You're like, oh, you know what, I had, got my hair two, done two weeks ago. We can't even receive a compliment. Right, right. that is so, so true. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? We can't even say, oh, girl, that, that shirt you have on, that is fire. Right. All this whole thing, you know, we can't even receive it. We need to practice being receivers, and, and anatomically, that's how we're made, uh-huh. not just yeah, and it's not, we're the receiver, and we have issues receiving. I think that's what it boils down to. It, it's, it's mindset. All of this is mindset, and you know, trying to dig in, find what that root is to see the fact that oh, I don't, the fact that I don't want to do it or I don't want to receive it. That's the fruit, if you will. We have to dig down and find what the root of the issue is and try to pull it up. Now, um, Mel, it's it's a one particular one particular period. Well, I would say chapter, number though. in this chapter that I simply had an issue. I had a problem with. Okay. And, okay. And, and I know prior to your book, you said you used to be a sales rep for these. Uh, the C ring was the C ring. The C ring wasn't made. No, you don't even know where I'm going. Okay. The C ring was not made for brothers. Let me tell you, I we tried one. And I almost had to go to the emergency room and get the, claw, the what's them things jaws called? The jaws of life to get that sucker off of me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, how long did you have it on? Well, no. No, it wasn't that I had it on too long. When I got it on, and, you know. Um, he couldn't get it off. It just wouldn't. It was. It, it, I, I began to. What's the correct word? I got hard. <laughs> and once I and it squeezed, and it looked like I had on a rubber it was a tourniquet. It was a tourniquet. Tourn- yes, and I said, the, they oh, did not make goodness. this. They should have size categories like brothers or something. <laughs> that was not made for brothers. So just a disclaimer, brothers, if you out here and you get a C-ring, ask is this made for brothers. <laughs> and while we're there, because I want you to touch on all this at one time, what okay. I had heard on the street was, because, oh, you know, uh, what my one girlfriend told me was that her husband had bought her this vibrator that had the little rabbit feature on it. 
and okay. she just fell in love with this vibrator with the with the the clitoris the clitoral simulator on it. And then one day mm-hmm. what I had heard was she went looking for it and her husband had threw it away because he said to her, you look like you was having just too much fun with that. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you know what? To, to start with Kevin, now Kev. Yes, ma'am. Um, let me ask you, what about the lubrication? When we all moved up real good and no. I understand what you're saying about the stuff, that's very important. I didn't read you all the have directions. Have I, didn't lo- I didn't read all the directions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't follow directions. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're very, yeah, they they expand, you know, so you can pull them out. But you have to make sure that you are all <laughs> moved up with before. You can't be flaccid and put it on. You have Girl, to be. He was flaccid, uh, put it on, and then when he got hard, he lost. He lost. He he he, tar- he start fainting on. I me. thought I was gonna end up a eunuch. I'm gonna tell you right now, and I was scared to death. <laughs> Look, try it again, but let's try it the right way. Make sure you, first of all, you need to be firm. Okay. So, make sure you're firm first and then lube up real well before you put it on, because it needs to slide down easily. Okay. And slide off. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And I think you'll find... Girl, we should have met you like six years ago. No words. I think you'll find that both of you will enjoy that. Okay. So, now... As far as um, the rabbit and the husband throwing the way with her on the street. Yeah, I heard it on the street. Right. Nope, no problem. <laughs> now, the, <laughs> the vibrator or the rabbit, if you will, is not meant, none of the, the bedroom accessories are meant to replace your husband or your wife. Okay. That's not what they're for. They're there to enhance and give variety and spice to the relationship. Okay. Enhance. If you find that you're using or your rabbit or whatever the case may be um, more than you're being with your spouse, that's not loving and you need you're to with a maybe back off of it. See, like my <laughs> thing is what I had heard on the street is right at because you know not me, but what I had heard on the street is a vibrator is good, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna need the whole man. Okay, so I could right. never just fall in love with the vibrator because at the end of the day, I'm gonna need everything that goes along with like the actual live man, my husband. Unless he don't know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because a any bedroom accessory or any toy, no toy can replace human touch. Right. The human touch. Exactly. So you you know, like I said, it's there to enhance, get some variety, get some spice. But not replace. You can't replace human touch. Now I have to say that we did find. Well, I mean, the girl on the street that I had talked to. <laughs> right. <laughs> she felt a, a bullet that worked well for both of them, from what she told me. So sometimes he mm-hmm. will pick up the candy coated night lipstick bullet. Okay. Because so- you would use it on. I mean, what I had heard was that the a girl's husband would use it on her. Oh, okay. I thought he was using it. I was no, like, no, no. I was like, whoa. Right, right. Well, yeah, that absolutely. That, that's enhancing. That's adding variety. That's adding spice. So if you're okay with it, if you guys have decided, okay, this is for us, yes, you can take it and use it. He can use it on, on his wife. I mean, that's not a foreign concept. Now, the Another only way thing to use it. I'm still, tr- while I got you, the only thing I'm still trying to. I mean, what this girl had told me, she's still trying to wrap her brain around. Is right. 
the Baywon balls. Like, how do you, like, what I had heard was she's still trying to wrap her mind around how these balls work. Well, they, you, they actually serve two purposes. The first purpose is to help with your kegels, um, to keep it tight, if you will. Keep it tight. So you want right. to keep it tight, keep tight, right, right. So you use those um, that way. Also, when you, and this is after you've mastered, if you will, the Benoit balls. After you've mastered them, you can keep them in and move them around, you know, because you're that strong, your 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 uh, muscles that strong. If you keep them in during sex, you experience some of the most amazing. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, go ahead. You have the the now the correct pronunciation of those balls. What are they called? Benoit. So you have the Benoit balls and a real human penis in there mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. Yes, ma'am. What? Yes, ma'am. You yes. Once you've mastered the Benoit balls, okay. Um, you can have the penis in there and the Benoit balls, the most amazing sensations you've ever felt, both for you and for him. So what is it going to feel like from him, for him, I'm wondering? Well, you, you feel the way you move. First of all, why I say what, once you master them, because you're moving them around just as you're moving your vagina, you know, tightening, you know, whatever you're doing, letting or releasing, tightening, gripping, and then the balls are moving up against his penis, up and down, mm-hmm. round and round, give him more, mm-hmm, well, more sensation. Maybe Kev, that girl better invest in some Benoit balls. Maybe <laughs> so. And don't worry about getting them stuck. I mean, if you're concerned, you, you know, you can get the ones that have the strings, but gravity will bring them down. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> so finally, before we let you go, the thing that I loved about your book is, and for those that are listening today, we didn't give the entire book because we want you to actually go out and purchase the book. But I love the fact that I know the two things. You have diagrams of assume the position. So some, some suggested basic positions. Right. Um, I just put those in there because they are basic. Uh, for the most part, but they give you some variety. They tell, um, you know, what position, how it, how you fit together and the benefits of different positions. Well, I have to say this has been an awesome, awesome episode. You have sufficiently primed us for our anniversary. I am very much, I feel like, babe, at, um, expect a knock about 545 tomorrow morning. But before we go, we, we got to make sure we can find, tell, tell everybody where they can find her book at. So, so tell us about your book, where we can find you, where they can find your book, where they can find you. Okay. Well, uh, the book, God said, Let There Be Sex, uh, is on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, anywhere like that online. Um, I did have it on my website, but I did take it down. So you can go to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. You can find me at NellieMac.com. Um, or on my Instagram, which is at Nellie Mac, um, or not Instagram, I'm sorry, my Facebook, which is at Nellie Mac, and then Instagram, uh, which is Nellie Mac Inc. Okay, and then I also love the fact that you left at least like four pages for note, four or five pages for note taking. <laughs> I just didn't even know right. what to write after I read the book, girl. Yeah. <laughs> 
But listen, we appreciate you joining us today on um, Pillow Talk with Candy and Kev. Listen, you guys, make sure you go out and you follow her. Make sure that you go out and support her books. We appreciate you helping relationships last longer. We appreciate our time with you, okay? And again, you can reach her at on Facebook at Mel E. Mac with M-E-L-E-M-A-C-K. All right, you guys have a great night. Thank you for tuning in. See, I've been watching you for a while. Thank you, guys. And stuff. But I don't know if I can be with you for the night. All right? Instead of crying, baby.